time. Let's let's pray for Isaac as he comes. Hold him up in our prayers. Like to say good evening to everybody. I'm gonna start by apologizing to this church. So boy got in a pretty low spot there a couple of days ago. I knew something good was coming just the way the old devil was trying his best to fight me. And instead of doing what I ought to, I cowered down. And I'm sorry for that, but if you by with us just a little bit, <coughs> the thoughts that God has given us in this scripture, maybe it'll be a helping and encouragement to each one of us. I don't want you to think nothing of me. There'll never be one soul ever saved by Isaac, would he? No, sir. But the God that saved me, that's the one who's able to. But but I got to thinking as the Lord opened, uh, allowed us to, to think on this Scripture and try to study it just a little bit. They, there's some things that we've got to do as the children of God. I, I'm... I, there's no place in this for me to ever get uh, to, to back up and say, well, I can't do it or I'm not going to uh, because the fight's too great because we've already got victory in the one that saved our soul. Regardless of what I face in this, even in the darkest of times that I face and some things that I faced uh, the other day has been the darkest I've been uh, probably since God saved me. But you want to know what He never done and all that? When Isaac would have took tell and ran, uh, God never left me there. He was still there. I was the one that left him. But you want to know what I'm thankful for tonight? And that is repentance because something unworthy that he should have said, well that's it and no more. But yet he still offered me a place to get back to and repent of the things that I had done. I had turned my back on him. I had allowing me to understand just a little bit of his words. I'd be an encouragement maybe to us. I'd be a help maybe to but you do not go where I've been. You with us just a little bit. It'll take the Lord to tie this together. You want to turn with us. It's the 10th chapter of the book of St. Matthews. We're going to start there. Young's just bow with us. We desire you prayers. I'm, I'm nothing tonight, church. But you want to know something? This old boy's glad that he is a nothing. Because if I was anything at all, Mark Carver, I wouldn't depend on God like I ought to. They, 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 I'll just be honest with you. I've not said hardly enough time for Him than anything in this world. And, and, and if anything, I need to give Him my entire life for what He done for me. So you young children, those that's just been born again, you stay in the Word of God. Don't you do like this old ugly thing you're looking at. Allie, honey, you may not talk to me. Oh, but that, that happened to you this morning, you hold on to that. Even in the darkest times that you face. Because they suffer about I'm going to let you down. I'm that very one that met you in that altar this morning. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Our church, that goes for even the elders of the church. We see the world and the shape it's in and we get discouraged and we get disheartened. I'm, I want us to understand something. I'm the way that the church used to be. I'm with the old saints of God. I promise you this, the God they serve them is the same God today and we can see the same things happening. Amen. He's not lost any power. But I have lost my faith all too often. I have given up on Him all too often. I want to turn and run from problems instead of being rooted and grounded. So what if something comes up against us, church? We already have the answer. And His name is Jesus. We're going to start in the 16th verse of that 10th chapter. But before we do, I'm going to read one verse. I just feel led to read it over in the 4th chapter of James. Don't even have to turn. I want us to understand why it's so important for us to be as serious 
and is grounded in the Word of God, is grounded in God's Spirit, in doing the will of God as possible. Now, there is a reason for it. Church, we're not going to be here forever. But the time that God has allotted us here on this earth, there is a job for us each and every one to do. Now, not all is going to be preachers. Not all will be deacons or Sunday school teachers. But we are each one children of God and we have a job to do, a duty. of that is to be a light out in this world. It's to pray one for another, to pray for the lost, to live a righteous life in front of them, that they would see God and not me or you, that they would realize the hope that there is in God above. I'm going to read one verse there that's the 14th verse. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Now over there in the 10th chapter of St. Matthew, starting about the 16th verse, I want us to listen at this and just to do our best to get rid of the flesh for just a little while and to dwell in the house of God in spirit and in truth, willing and act to receive the Word of God, each one of us for our own selves. Because, man, if I take it for me, it'll do you no good. And if you take it, try to on my behalf, it'll do me no good. But if we each one individually will set this old carnal mind aside for just a little bit and dwell here, be willing in that to the very one that saved our soul, of the one that we heard about this morning, church, we can rejoice in that in times like this because God is still able. I'm not, church. I never have been and I never will be. There's an old song that that I've heard over at Charlie Street and then sing a time or two. I don't know what he saw in me, but I'm glad that he bought me. It was nothing that I ever, I'll never earn this church, but freely he gave it to us. That right there ought to be enough thing nice to get me to where I'm not concerned about what I may face in this life. That I just trust in Him always. That I would be a steadfast, willing, no matter what, to be obedient to Him. Children, we can see more like we've heard about this morning. I promise you we can see the altars full and see our objects in here and know that God will save them. But it's going to take you and I doing our part. And that starts with me. I can't tell you nothing and expect you to do it if I'm not willing to do my part. Young bear with us. Starting in that 16th verse. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given, up, it shall be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And we're going to skip down maybe and we're going to start again there in about the 22nd verse. It says, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another, into another. for verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. And then we're going to skip down just young by with us. We're going to skip down to about the 26th verse. Fear them not therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both body and or both soul and body in hell. And that is as far as we feel that to read. But 
But where our heart truly has been in all of this, is we begin to think over there in the later part of that 27th verse, and what ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetops. And I couldn't help but go back in my life then, Rice, and see the lives of those that was before me. Those that was praying for me, no doubt. And I seen what they was preaching from the house. I'm not saying that they was up there uh, just screaming out the Word of God. But what they was doing is they was proving, as it's been mentioned, the evidence in their life of what an Almighty God can do for you. Oh, what an Almighty God can do for these ones uh, that's still unprepared to meet Him. Oh, what the Almighty God can do uh, for His people still the day that we live in. Oh, when it seems all hopeless, church. We still serve the same God of the tongue on Calvary. I made a perpetuation not just for me or for my little family. I'm not for whosoever would. I'm so who am I? I'm stand on the rooftop and preach anything but how good God is. It's easy to get discouraged. I can tell you from experience, it's easy children for him to give up or want to, but don't. Don't give him that satisfaction in the very face of saying you stand on the rooftop and you preach before a whole nation how good God has been to you. You let them know that no matter what they may throw against you, that you're not going to buckle. Because you're with the very one that is the solid, the sure foundation of your serving the chief cornerstone and he'll never buckle under you. The things of this world has let me down. And you that's coming up, I trust me, I'm still young, not much older than some of yous. But I want you to know, there's going to be some things that you carry on in this life that's going to let you down. Oh, there'll be friends oh, that's going to let you down. There'll even be family oh, that'll let you down. But I want you to always remember. And this goes to the whole council. I'm not just talking about how the new converts. Oh, even us that's been in this way maybe a few years. And even those that's been longer than that. Oh, there's still ones that'll let you down in your own life. Oh, but there's one that we serve oh, that'll be with you always. And that'll never leave you or forsake you. Oh, no matter what place you're in your life. He'll be there. Amen. Amen. Church, I feel good tonight. Amen. You know how good it is to hit an altar because God draws you and allows you a place of repentance. Church, that's an amazing, amazing feeling. Amen. I'm unworthy of it, but yet He's still offered it to me. Oh, church, I am unworthy. Don't you pray because God called me to stand and preach the Word of God that I'm something special. I am a nothing, a nobody. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. But that that makes me worthy, that that I preach from the rooftops, of that man named Jesus, He is everything. Amen. People tries to find comfort in everything in this world. We was talking, it was taught there in Sunday school about tithings. Mark Harvey, you'll never know, but God convicted me so hard on that because you teach it. I thank you for being mindful. Tithings ain't only the money that you put in the plate, but it's the time that you give to God. And you know what I've done, church? I have skipped on my tithings for far too long. Say, well, preacher, that's awful for you to say. Oh, you can read on down in James where it speaks. I believe it's danger may even be in this man Matthew's here. Oh, but to confess your faults one to another. Church, there is nothing hidden in my life. Youngs know when I'm out of the will of God. You know how when I'm sitting in the house of God, cold and indifferent. Oh, you know when there's a change in me. Oh, when the Spirit of God's not there. Why is that, preacher? The evidence that's been talked about. So there's none of this that's hidden from you. But I hope and pray to God that you can see the evidence from this morning to tonight of what God has already done in my life. 
When he blessed me with that beautiful son of mine. I when it started, he blessed me with my wonderful wife. Those promises I made to God that I would do. I that I would love my wife as Christ loved the church. Oh, well, what is that? That is with the endless love. I, I should be willing no matter what to help her. Oh, well, that goes the same spiritually, church. When God saved my soul, I promised him that I would love those that's lost. Of the same way that he loved me. And that is with the endless love. I'm willing to that to him no matter what. I would see him reach them and to save them. But I failed and I've come short. Work gets too overwhelming sometimes. Boy, I'm good at making excuses. Come in from work after a long day. God be dealing with me to read and study. Say, God, I can't right now. Walk in the door, somebody needs help with the baby. Boy, what an excuse that is. If anything, I need to be reading the Word of God to that little fella. Because I promised him and I promised God that I would. And you want to know, and I'm just being honest, church. You want to know how many nights I've read the Word of God to him in the last two and a half months? If I counted correctly, three nights. Oh, what a saying that is, church. How can I trade him up? How can I be a light to him? Or anyone in this world for that matter. If I'm not willing to preach. I'm not on the rooftops. Why the rooftop? It's a vantage point. When you're on this foundation, a sure foundation, my dear father-in-law does masonry work. He knows what it takes to make a solid foundation. And then I have worked in houses where the foundation has been questionable. And there is a major difference. Church, I've been on the foundation of this world. And it crumbled before me time and time again. But when God saved my soul, He put me on a sure foundation. One that has never, ever failed. One that has never got a crack in it. One that has never chipped away. Not even in the slightest. Now the building that's being put up on top of it, which is me, has fell a many times. But you know what has stayed the same the entire time is the foundation. Children of God, it's not that we go out in this world and we beat them over the head or we have to do something extravagant. You know what we need to be done? You, we need to be a letter that know that Jesus Jesus Christ loves them. It's important so that we can get phone calls at a dinner. I said, turn to me. I said, Dave, I knew something good was coming. As hard as I was being fought, the tribulation I was facing, but you want to know what the sad part is? Most of the tribulations was caused by me. But I knew something good was coming. And what did we hear about? One more escaped an awful place. Amen. You want to know what that's all? Thank you, God. That's something to shout from the rooftop. It's been mentioned time and time again. Church, you look back a few months ago. There were some people come by and they shot up the church building. Now, I'm not blaming those people, but they come by. Why is it? Because they hate us. But what did the Word of God say? They that endureth to the end shall not maybe, not might be, not a possibility, but shall be is sure. They shall be saved. What does that mean, preacher? And no matter what comes against us in this lifetime, the biggest trials, the biggest hurdles, the biggest mountains, Jay read it over there. How about the mountains? That if we had faith, what could we do? We could cast those mountains out into the sea. That it would what give us whatsoever we desire, church. Well, you know what I'm desiring? To see the church grow. To see our lost saved. To see this community, this nation of serving the true living God. The only thing that matters. 
all we do with our children, we want them to have the best. Yeah. From the time they're born, we want to start saving up a little bit of money for a college education. No doubt it's good for them to have knowledge, church. Maybe give them a job that'll help carry them out. They won't have to do uh, some of the things, have to go through some of the struggles financially, maybe that I've had to. Or that me and his mama has had to at times. But you want to know what, church? Even the times that we had nothing, we still had everything. Because when we put our faith in God, there's never been a time where we ever went hungry. That's what I want him to have stored up. Getting that education is all well and good. But if that's the only thing he has hope in, it'll be of no avail. But if he sees mommy and daddy preaching it from the rooftops, those boys that I work with have to see me preaching it from the rooftops. Those that I'm around on a day-to-day basis, contractors, everybody else, have to see me preaching it from the rooftops. Our objects, church, have to see us preaching it from the rooftops because if we tell and run every time it gets hard, then they'll never have a desire to believe in Him. Because they'll think He's not able to deliver them through whatever they're facing in their life. You want to know why it's so important for us to be steadfast, unmovable, for us to not back up at any time, or to, to even begin to die at all? Because our life is as a vapor. It's here for a little time and then it vanishes. Church, we're not promised tomorrow. If I was to, if God called me out here tonight, I was to die tonight, what would people see in my life? What would be that that they remember? Would they remember that, that I trusted in God in all the darkest times of my life? Or would they sit back and see when I took tail and ran? Church, there's no reason to run. He was mentioned about Joshua over there at the walls of Jericho. They didn't go in guns a-blazing. They went in silently. We are to be wise as serpents. I don't know if you've ever watched an old snake before. But when I was little, I used to love to catch old black snake, racers, anything, garter snakes, stuff like that. They were smart. They would hide in places that you would have a hard time finding them so that they could strike that that they was going for. They would camouflage themselves. Children, it ain't going to be us going out. With a big old cross tattooed on our forehead or nothing like that, that won't do a single bit of good. But that evidence. Because they are silently watching us and the way we live, church, whether they admit it or not, whether we think they are or not, and I promise you this, they know what we're preaching from the rooftop. They know where the God says that we're an open official, ready and known of all men. There is nothing in my life that is hid from them. If they'll see me struggling, though, I hope and pray to God that they keep on watching and see the place where I go and the pinch is made, not lifting me up, but seeing the goodness of this God that we're talking about. Why is it important to see that? Hallelujah, I mean, I tell her don't hardly talk to nobody. She don't even talk to me, she sends it to her mama. She says, tell Isaac this, or tell Samantha to tell Isaac that. But what did that woman want us to do? She wanted us to sing a song where she could tell about her day, the day that God made all things new in her life. Children, they was something being watched in silence in mine and your life. And thanks be unto God, somewhere, I'm not saying in me, but somewhere in the church of the living God, she seen some evidence and knew she could trust in Him. Yeah. And now you want to know what? A young lady came out. 
She couldn't stand up and she couldn't scream it from the housetops. She didn't let this whole world know. But when you keep that desire, I won't be baptized the next time that you can. That blesses my soul, church. There's some evidence that she's wanting to preach it from the rooftops what God has done in her life. Shame on me for not doing the same thing. I like I ought to be a doing. Because we're not going to be here for a million years. But we've still got time now, church. We have the ability through God Almighty to redirect what we've been living, how we've been living our lives with what little time we've got left. I can't go back and fix all the wrongs I've done. I can't make them go away. But you know what I can do? I can start new and go forward, never looking back, preaching it from the rooftop church. I'm telling you, I've heard these old saints of God tell of revivals back in the 60s and the 50s that the church houses would be full. They would have the windows raised. And I've heard them tell them many times that lost souls would be crawling through the windows to get to an altar, to get saved by the Almighty God. Do you think that's impossible with God today? No, it's not. But it's going to have to start with us screaming it from the rooftops, preaching it, letting it be known, church. You want to know why the world's in a shape she's in? We give Satan too much leeway. We give him too much credit. And I promise you one thing, it's time now, high time, Lord God says, I'm for us to be a pussy him out of here, letting him know that he don't have a leg to stand on. That's mean. No, it's not. It's important. We want to see our object saved. We're going to have to get Satan out of here. I'm not just talking. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about here. I've got to get him cast out because I give him too much credit. Well, Satan made me do this. No. Satan made me do that. No, he didn't. You know who made me do that? I look him right between the eyes every morning in the mirror. It starts with me. If we see one, we've got objects we're praying for, we can see them. Church, if anything, if you don't catch anything else, I want you to get this. Don't act like me. Don't do like me. You stand on the rooftops and you preach it. You let this whole entire world know. Say, well, preacher, they hate us. Yes, they, they may do. But what did he say? Those them that endure to the, endureth to the end shall be saved. Church, we have a promise. Those that's been born again, there is a promise that no matter what happens in this life, if they come through the back doors tonight and say, if you stay one more time, we're going to kill you dead. Then church, it was nice knowing you to pray for our objects. I'm ready to go home because I desire, I, I've spent too much of my life in rest. I'm standing in the back row, trying to hide in the corners of the bedroom instead of being on the rooftop with the rest of God's people. I'm preaching to the lost and dying world that Jesus is still saving people. Yes. It'll do us no good to take down run. It hinders. It causes people to be unconcerned. I can remember, church, I promise you, I'm nowhere near where I ought to be with God, and that's shame on me. But God be my helper, I'm on my way. I'm tired of cowering down, church. I can tell you with full assurance that you just try, God. And in those dark times, you try, church. And I promise you this, 
He will prevail. He will show you victory and deliverance time and time again. I'll, I'll tell you how good God is, church. How our Wednesday night He allowed us. He stood us on my eighth chapter of Romans and I'm not really preaching it over at Bethesda. About us being set free from bondage. The word free means to be delivered. Church, the night he saved my soul, he delivered me from the things of this world. Now, sure, I'm going to face things, but I already have victory. Oh, it's waiting for me. I just have to put my faith forward and the trusting through it. Mark over that boy of yours that I'm looking to be in here. It's going to take me preaching it from the rooftop. That boy you work with, or like that brother-in-law of yours, it's going to take me being on the rooftop. Bobby, your eyes, you're talking out of yours. Each and every one that's in here, it's going to take us each and every one of starting with me to be on the rooftop of preaching that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. It's important on behalf of our children Look in here. We don't see all the old saints. Even the ones that I can remember growing up. Herman Wilson was one of them. My papa was another. And it wasn't just because of their gray hair, church. That ain't what made them an elder in the house of God. What made them an elder is no matter what they came up against, they trusted in God. They put their faith in God and they stood on the rooftops and they preached it. There was evidence in their life. There was proof. And they didn't just say it, but they lived it. I can say something in here, church, and I can go home and live completely different. And that makes me a hypocrite. It makes me all kinds of things. But I promise you this, it won't be the clothing that gets me there. Thanks be unto God, man. What he done for me that night when I knelt down in that altar? He gave me something more than just what clothes is. He gave me some evidence in my life. And that's what we stand on the rooftops with, church. He didn't say, look at me and what I've got. I'm going to say, look at him and what he's done for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You take the roof Why is it important? Not only is it a vantage point, it's mentioned that multiple times in there, those men that bore the lame man, what did they have to do? They took him to the rooftops and they peeled back, they broke back the tiles, the scales, the rooftop to lower him down in there where Jesus was. Though a word is stand on the rooftop and preach it. Well, I don't know that Jesus Christ is who he says he, that he's the only way. Oh, there's so many that's out here deceiving our people. I heard it and I said, I heard somebody telling me about it. Said there was a man on the TV and that's part of the reason I ain't even got one of these spear phone there. But said that man stood up there and said he took his handkerchief and he wiped his head with it and said he held it up and said I'm the first person that calls the number on the screen and seeing $25,000. You can get this handkerchief and you'll never have to worry. You'll be saved to the other And I promise you that it ain't fair. I love you too, mate. But the Spirit and the sacrifice, that's what we're preaching. It leaves me out of it. Ain't no one in here that wants this cereal handkerchief. All this is is used to keep the father locked off and the sweat off of our foreheads. This does nothing but that that's within us. Bear with us just a second. You can read over in that 11th chapter just a few verses. Faith first, but what went ye out to, for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yeah, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, 
Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, of woman there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Children of God, what that is telling you and I is it's not of our good works. I can put my whole wallet into the offering plate Sunday after Sunday. I can give everything I've got in this life, but that's not what He's wanting. He ain't wanting just my money. How do you know He wants for me to sit back and go talk about in Sunday school? Just a little bit of time with Him. To do what, preacher? To grow close to our husband. How to let Him know how that we love Him and we're willing in that to go the extra mile to do that that's necessary to see the lost saved. Hey, some scripture. I know the Lord bring a lot to our mind. But you know, just bear with it. It gets taken out of context way too often about the wives also being subject to their husbands. That's not saying that she's to be my slave. You know what that's saying? For me, as the mother chose the bride of Christ to be subject to do His will, to see the fruits thereof, to see lost, to see the church of the living God strengthened. Church, we've been praying for objects for quite some time. Some of them's been long before I'll ever come along. I'm down here. Some may be longer than I've been alive. But you want to know something? Don't give up on the church. Now be obedient. Be willing to preach it from the rooftop if it takes our entire lives. Because I promise you this. Even when I fail, God is still faithful. They mentioned it not too long ago. I don't want you to take my word for it. I don't want you to come to church because of me. It'll do you no good. You come for the one that's greater than I am. You come for the one that's able and that to make the difference. The one that makes us have the desire to want to stand on the rooftop and preach it to begin with. Why do you think a little bit wanted to tell everybody what God done for her? There was a difference made in her life. So, preacher, she's too young. No, she ain't. We may think she is, but when God calls somebody, begins to be a dim, and His Spirit draws them, they know what's going on. Who am I to say? That she's too young or that she's too old or whatever the case might be. There was some evidence, church. That's a young and I don't want nobody to even look at her most of the time. But what did she want? She wanted the whole church to know. That, that is an that is a encouragement, thank you, Lord, for us to be on the rooftops preaching. You know what I'd love nothing more to do? Keep Satan for my molester. He can come out of North Carolina. He can come out of the United States. I'd love to bury that booger just as deep as I could. Completely get rid of him. Why, preacher? Because that way there would be no way for our people that's lost. Yeah, I was good at making excuses. I made many. He would pin me with it and I would accept it. He would pin it and I would accept it. Come a time in my life and go watch him out and let me see how serious it was. Church, like it's been seen, like we read, we're not going to be here forever. Our what is our life? But a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Church, we don't know how much time we have here. We don't know how much time we have left. That's why it's so important for no matter where we are, for us to be a preacher. Let people know what God's done for us. But more than just saying it with our mouth, let's prove it with the evidence of our life and our walk with Him. It's important. It's worth it, church. 
We can sit over there this morning. I'm not, Lord knows I'm not adding nothing to what God preached me on this morning. But you don't know what an encouragement it is over there by the woman. How she travails during birth. I was in the living room with my wife. And I watched her go through pain that I could never imagine. I can honest to goodness say, I could never face it in my life. I watched her turn white as a ghost. I watched her stand there and scream out in pain. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I watched her give everything she had naturally speaking to deliver our child to make sure that that son was born and that he was healthy. How would you want to know what I seen that plumb blessed my soul as much as she was screaming? All the tears that she had shed during that she had gotten the point where she's telling the doctors, I can't do this, please. Let's quit for a minute. I can't. Oh, this is impossible. But when that son was born, and they laid him in her bosom. My wife, every bit of the tears, I went away. The pain that she was in went away. Why is that? Because there was a birth there. A church, it gets tiresome sometimes. Uh, for us to stand on the rooftops and to preach it. How uh, much you want to know what? After a while, when go to that church, uh, it'll all be worth it. Uh, when we see that, that we've been longing for, our uh, come to pass, and God answer church, then we'll never remember how the pain we face. That that I faced the past couple of days means nothing anymore. To be honest, if you want the honesty of God's truth, I don't even remember what it was I was facing then because there was some birth taking place. There was repentance alive. Church, I'm not saying I'm anything special because God knows I'm not. I promise you, I'm the least among His people. But if He's willing to use something as unworthy as me, if He's willing to help something as unworthy as me, I promise you He is, you too. Don't climb down from the rooftop. church. What was their job? To look out for danger. To let them know, hey, something's coming, get ready. Church, that's our job. Lord, we live in. And it all goes back to Jesus. Us preaching from the rooftops, that's letting those people that's out there know, hey, there's danger. There's danger out there. But this man named Jesus he is a refuge, a shelter, safety from all your face out there. For the church of living God, those that's been saved to the uttermost, when you're facing trials and tribulations, how for us that's how to be in the watchman's tower one for another, saying, hey, just remember Jesus is still with you. How for us to remember we have refuge in this man named Jesus. There is safety from the storm. Might not seem like much. But that's what God gives me, church. I pray it's been a help to you as it has been to me. No matter what you're facing in this life, stand on the rooftop, let them know there's a better way. Stand on the rooftop one for another. Aware and heard. When the children of Israel was fighting, I'm world, I'm trying to show that. But I don't want to be obedient. I've spent too much of my life not being church. I don't want to go above what God's given me, but I don't want to go below it either. I want to stop where he says to. You take Aaron and her as the children of Israel was going against them, battling with Amalek over there. I'll pay, uh, Moses was standing up there on the mountain. And he was lifting himself. And he lifted the staff of God and the children of Israel prevailed. But when his arms began to get heavy and his arms began to sink, what happened? Amalek began to prevail. And what happened? 
Aaron and her went up there and they slid the rock up under him and the one to the one side and the one to the other and they stained his arms until they're going down to the sun. I want you and I to remember something, church. No matter what we face in this life, no matter what they come up against you, don't you give up until they're going down to the sun. How that means to you draw your last breath, don't you give up on God or our people.
I'm a prime example. I'm trying to shut up, church. I'm a prime example of why not to follow a man. I'll show you time and time again that I'll come short. But just keep watching a little bit. And you'll see the one that, I, that God has preached me about tonight. This man named Jesus. You'll see what he'll do for me even in that state. He'll offer me a place of repentance. Those that's out there that's lost and undone say, Preacher, they've been pretty bad. They've done some awful things. Well, preacher, they're in prison. Thank God that hung on Calvary for my sins did theirs too. And I promise you this. If God can reach me and open my eyes on Storm's Cove Road, uh, somewhere close to midnight, on a, a Saturday, me, um, I mean, should have never been driving in the... I'm not saying that to brag, church. I'm bragging on what he done. But if he can reach me out there and let me know, hey, son, there's a better way. What you're doing is death. What I give is life. He was preaching it from the rooftops, making it known that, hey, there's danger out there. If he can reach me out there, church, I have full faith and confidence knowing that he can reach them in the prisons. That he can reach those that's on the very tops of mountains. No matter where they're trying to run and hide from God, he can reach them. And it's not that he's beating them. It's not that he's just absolutely showing them and telling them that there's something awful. He said that we should be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You know what it'll do that'll win them over church? That and we're preaching from the root cause. That that they're going to see in our lives. The only thing I could come back and I could grab anybody by the arm. I could drive them up here and I could even stand on their bike. I'm pretty good sized young. Take somebody pretty heavy to get me rolled off of them. Tell them they ain't leaving until they believe in God. But that did nothing. No good. Yeah. If they'd have done it to me, being nice, I'd have never got saved. But they loved that the, Jesus, that the we're preaching from the rooftop, that's what we're preaching, church, is love. Love, love, love in an abundance that we can't even understand. I, I remember when God first surrendered me to the calling to preach, I begged him, God, let me get me for your scripture. You know what it showed me? Love. God woke me up early one morning. Said, son, you get to the depths of my love and you're as deep as you can go. I'm not going to tell you yet, church. I'm still scratching on the surface. That's what we're preaching to them. That's what we're letting them know is we're loving them in here. Folks, I love you. I pray that this, I pray you know that I love you. I hope and pray to pray. I hope you know. That I'm doing my best to pray for you and your objects that God would help you. I ain't saying that for you to think something special of you. But if you find time, if God bless the lay, lay us on your heart, I ask you to remember us. So we've got to go to a few churches pretty good ways off the next couple of weeks. I don't want you to remember me for me. I want you to pray that God use this whole unworthy thing you're looking at to deliver His Word to those people to help them the same. Church, we've all got one goal. We all have the same goal to see our lost saved, to see the church grow, to grow ourselves with God. Let's pray one for another. Let's preach it from the rooftops. We don't know how much time we've got left. Church, I love you. Brother, you come on. Amen. I appreciate the word tonight.